What's up, everybody? This is Jack Wishman with another episode of Talking Hockey. Today is Thursday, October 25th. The Blackhawks host the New York Rangers tonight at 7.30. Most recent game was Tuesday night at home versus Anaheim, and the Blackhawks won that game 3-1, to moved their record to 5-2-2, two two, which is currently good for fourth in an extremely tough Central Division. Big story from the game was Brandon Saad finally ending his scoring drought by getting his first and second goals of the season. <clears throat> first came on the power play. As the Blackhawks have scored a power play goal in back-to-back games now after not getting one in their previous two games. Still, the power play had a ton of chances to jump on the Anaheim Ducks early. Three power plays in the first five minutes, and all four of the Ducks' penalties were in the first period. Power play continues to be a struggle for the Blackhawks as they're currently ranked 25th in the league at 12.9%. Well, it's good to see the power play get a goal in back-to-back games. Hawks were one for four in both of those games. Blackhawks have 11 goals in their last four games, so with the offense struggling, it would be nice to see the power play unit make more of their opportunity. Hawks really had a good chance to jump on the Ducks early, and they did not take advantage. They put up 38 shots on goal against the Ducks, but only scored on three of them, and one was a Brandon Saad empty netter, so... The Blackhawks need to do a better job converting their chances because they continue to allow their opponents to hang around even though the Blackhawks are out-chancing and out-shooting the other team. We have seen the Blackhawks hit a lot of goalposts early on, but they need to find a way to put those in the back of the net. But all in all, this was a nice bounce-back game for the Blackhawks. It was especially good to see Brandon Saad have his best game of the season. After having a good Sunday night against Tampa Bay where he registered three shots on goal and also hit the goalpost twice, once coming shorthanded. Saad scored the opening goal of the night five and a half minutes into the first period where he made a beautiful play down low. Stuff home his own rebound for his first goal of the campaign. I really like the decision by Quenville to put Saad on the same power play unit as the top line who have had good chemistry and been effective all season. We saw Dominic Cahoon, Tazen Debrinkit move the puck well once again Tuesday night. Uh, I, I really like that decision by Quenville moving Brandon Saad onto a line. <clears throat> that has been moving the puck well all season, get him some confidence. Saad was the most <clears throat> effective Blackhawk without a doubt Tuesday night, registering a season-high seven shots on goal. His previous season-high came Sunday night versus Tampa Bay, which was only three shots on goal. So He was also the only Blackhawk who was a plus-two on the night, so Saad was very effective, and Coach Quenville recognized that early on. Saad was on the ice for all three uh, Blackhawks' goals on Tuesday. Quenville noticed Saad's effectiveness and played him nearly 19 minutes, which is significant because Saad hadn't played 14 minutes in each of his last four games, so he was able to get a a lot of ice time. Quenville saw that Saad was being effective and played him with uh, the power play unit and got him a lot of ice time in the top six. The Blackhawks need Brandon Saad to continue to play this way. The Brandon Saad we saw Tuesday night was the Brandon Saad that we traded away Artemi Panarin for. Um, the we- defense is the weakness of this team without a doubt. And the Blackhawks are going to have to score a lot this season if their defense continues to play the way and they'll need their top players to play at their best. And Brandon Saad needs to keep his play up. It would be a huge boost to the Hawks' offense. And another huge boost to the Hawks' offense uh, was Tuesday night. It was a big night for Eric Gustafson as he logged 20 minutes, had a season-high four shots on goal, and also had a beautiful slap pass to set up Patrick Kane for a one-timer with a one open, wide-open net. Gustafson had a lot of chances offensively, and also he hit the crossbar on a nice rush. Beautiful backhanded saucer pass from Patrick Kane found Gustafson, and he hit the crossbar. So 
little bit of bad puck luck there, but it's good to see uh, Gustafson join rushes and play to his strengths. We continue to see the offensive upside that Gustafson possesses, and we need to continue to see him being effective and logging 20 minutes a night for this defense. He has three points in his last five games and is moving the puck well on the power play. We need to see him start to finish those chances more often. He's had a lot of good chances this season, hasn't really been able to bury too many of them only has one goal but it's good to see him being in the right areas getting good looks we did see him get a bit too aggressive on the Ducks only goal of the night but that was also a poor decision by Jonathan Taze to pass the puck to a pinching Gustafson when Gus was the only man back on a four-on-four scenario I still like Gustafson's mindset to jump into the play and create a chance and I see it more of a mistake on Taze than, than Gus so at times Gustafson has looked a little lost in his own zone defensively with Seabrook but offensively speaking that defensive pairing has been tremendous this entire season combined 11 points in the first nine games and as I said earlier Hawks are going to have to score often this season so it's nice to see the second defensive pairing off to a good start offensively Corey Crawford continues to impress since he's returned Crawford has allowed one goal in back-to-back games now stopping 61 to 63 shots in the process a ton of those saves were good opportunities by the opponent and Crawford has handled them beautifully so far Crawford has allowed just five goals in his three games back for the Blackhawks so Crawford has been huge to say the least and continues to be effective even though his defense in front of him has allowed some good opportunities. Crawford's one of the most underrated and underappreciated goaltenders of the last decade and appears to be back to his normal self. The division looks like it's going to be filled with good teams once again this season so Crawford will have to be at his best for the Blackhawks to have a shot at a playoff spot. He has been just that so far and hopefully will be able to keep it up. Crawford will once again be in net tonight at home versus the Rangers. To overall recap this game, pretty solid defensive game played by the entire team. Where we saw the Hawks hold Columbus to one goal Saturday night. That was more of a goalie win than anything considering the Blue Jackets <clears throat> were able to put up 38 shots on goal. Ducks only put up 25 shots on goal Tuesday, and the Hawks outshot the Ducks in every period, even in the second period, which continues to be the Hawks' biggest weakness of the season. For some reason, it just seems like the Hawks refuse to score a goal in the second period. They've scored <clears throat> only four in the second all season and are getting outscored 10-4. to four. I'm still not sure why the Blackhawks continue to play strong first periods, but struggle coming out of the locker room after the first really makes no sense to me, but it's been a problem for this Hawks team far too long, dating back all the way to last season. They struggled in the second period. But the Hawks ended the game on a strong note, holding the Ducks to just eight shots on goal in the entire third period and only three in the last 12 and a half minutes of the third period. So... Ducks did have a good six on four opportunity late in the chance, late in the game with a chance to tie it up. So it was great to see the Blackhawks penalty kill, which has struggled all season, ranked 28th in the league coming into the game, go four for four on the kill, including a big one late. Going four for four in this game bumped the Hawks all the way up to 20th in the league on a penalty kill, rising 4.2% since last game. Rangers are average on the power play, 15th in the league, so it would be nice to see the Blackhawks PK build off a solid last outing and continue to rise in the rankings. If the Blackhawks would be able to have a top 10 penalty kill for the season, it would go a long way to helping this team. To continue on the topic of the penalty kill, Marcus Kruger has now taken five penalties in his last two games. Not only does this lead to the penalty kill being on the ice for uh, unnecessary additional time, Kruger is one of the top penalty killers for the Hawks. His role for this team is to grind on the fourth line and to kill penalties, and he cannot do that if he's constantly in the penalty box. But because of his role, Kruger, uh, because of his constant back checking and strong defensive play, Kruger does tend to take penalties from time to time. 
but he he has to focus on not taking bad penalties. He's recorded 30, 30 penalty minutes three times in his career, but he has 10 penalty minutes in his first nine games. Not a hot start for Kruger. He has to focus on staying out of the box to be fully effective in his role for this Hawks team, especially since Kruger is on his last year of his current contract that he's making way too much money in. If he wants to get re-signed by a team, he has to do what he does best, and that's kill penalties. Now, I'm sure Kruger will be fine, and this is just a bad stretch for him currently, and he'll shake it off. He looks to bounce back Thursday night against a struggling Rangers team, so hopefully Kruger will stay out of the box and be strong on the penalty kill for the Blackhawks tonight. Blackhawks get a 3-5-1 Rangers team tonight. They need to take advantage of a team, of a struggling team that the Rangers are, I should say, at the United Center to end the homestand on a strong note. After Thursday, the Blackhawks will have played four of their past five games at home. A win would put them at 2-2 two and two during the stretch, but a loss would make them 1-3. and three. With four of the next five games on the road, including three in a row in Canada, it would be huge to finish off the homestand with a strong two points. Hawks are finding ways to win games right now. They need to continue doing so. Points in seven of the first nine games is a better start than I think most people would have expected, but still is only good for fourth in the division. It's apparent early on that this division is going to be tough and competitive all season long, so the Hawks need to take advantage of of their opportunities, especially early on. It would be extremely hard to play catch-up for a playoff spot all season long, having to play divisional opponents so often. So while the Hawks' start so far has been excellent, they need to keep their foot on the gas. Blackhawks are playing exciting hockey early on, and I want them to be competitive heading into the stretch run of the season. But I think in order to do so, the Hawks cannot allow themselves to go on any bad streaks like they did last February and March. So take care of a struggling team on home ice and take two points from this one and get ready for a road trip. Saturday night, the Hawks play St. Louis for the third time already this season, and to win all three of those games against a rival like St. Louis would be bittersweet. Take care of business at home against the Rangers and head into this road trip with some confidence. Hopefully the Blackhawks do just that, take care of business tonight against the New York Rangers. We'll have to wait and see to find out. Until next time, guys, that's all I got. This is Jack Bushman with Talking Hockey, signing out. Peace.